Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, we welcome Charlotte D'Amato, QI coach at Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System, one of the largest public hospitals in the country, boasting a level two trauma center with 829 beds, more than 24,000 surgeries per year, and 34 operating rooms. Listen as Charlotte walks us through their goals of increasing OR utilization and reducing turnover time. Charlotte, with the challenges that you were facing, how did you utilize Clinical Workflow Suite and the data generated by those reports to improve utilization and maximize your existing resources? I was asked about three years ago to go in and watch some surgeries. So I watched about 80 different surgeries, every single service line that you can think of, large surgeries and small, from ENTs to hearts and cranies and all kinds of things. And what they really wanted me to look at was into incision time. Without having the clinical workflow suite, I was in the OR with my little laptop and putting every time stamp in myself. Everything from when the patient rolled in the room to the prep time to time out to when the surgeon walked in the door, when the anesthesiologist arrived, I put in every single one of those time stamps. Oh, wow. And also every delay that occurred during the time I was standing in there. So it was quite a cumbersome process, and I kept thinking there has to be an easier way. And that was about three years ago. What I learned from it, though, there were two huge problems that we had to overcome to improve into incision time. And that was, the first was getting all the right equipment and instrumentation in the room in a timely manner and make sure it wasn't broken, make sure it was all working properly and that you had the right equipment in the right room at the right time. And the second big problem we had to overcome, and I'm sure most people find this, and those are communication issues. So the communication that took place in the OR had to do with telephones, hardwired phones, pagers, overhead pages, and also just intuition. I think my patient's probably ready in pre-op. I think I'll go back and go get my patient. I also knew there had to be a better way for the people in the back, in the OR suite, to understand what was happening in pre-op. And then this huge miracle happened. I went and visited a hospital that had the clinical workflow suite and my eyes popped and I said, we have to have this. So we put it into a package with a large capacity project that we were doing and it was absolutely a need that all the members of the C-suite agreed 100%, not one naysayer, they all said, we have to have this. And so we started our journey to implement the clinical workflow suite. Almost immediately, we were able to see huge changes in the number of telephone calls made from the OR suite to the perioperative area. I had been standing there, again, this was another one of my wonderful times when I'm standing behind in the control room, listening to the number of calls that the nurses were having to answer and what kinds of calls they were. So the next time I went there, there were no phone calls. When I was in the pre-op area, I asked the nurses, so how are you doing on phone calls? It's so quiet around here. That's the answer I got. 
And it was fabulous because they could look on a, on a board in the pre-op area and see every patient who was either in registration or maybe they were at surgery check-in. They knew that they were coming upstairs to their pre-op area. They had already assigned a nurse. They were ready to go. And in the back, in the OR, they could then look and, and by looking at a, a number of icons that are provided in the clinical workflow suite, they could tell whether the anesthesiologist had been to pre-op, whether the surgeon had been to pre-op, um, if the nurse was completed, had completed everything they needed to do with the patient. So it was true transparency and it was quiet. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, and just such a better use of their time mm -hmm. and you know, letting them do the nursing that they train to do. And that's another excellent point because recently I was standing watching surgeries again and it's really nice to see the, the circulator actually standing at the bed of the patient, taking care of the patient and not having to run over to a hardwired phone and call and page the surgeon or call and pay the, page the anesthesiologist. Everybody knows the patient has rolled into the room. And so the circulator can actually stand there and take care of the patient and that's what the circulator does best. Some of the immediate data that we used, because to me, data is a miracle. Very it, powerful. It is, it tells the story. It helps me build a case for what I need. And I was able to use the data to build the case for, for getting the clinical workflow suite. So now I had to build the case for, hey, it's actually doing what it's supposed to be doing. So a couple things we use our data for. Every morning at around 8.30, after our first cases have been into the OR, we get a flash report from the OR. It goes out to the C-suite, it goes out to everybody on the capacity team, it goes out to everybody who needs to know anything about how our OR is functioning. And on that flash report is, here's the percent of patients that were on time for the first case of the day. And so, first thing in the morning, I see the percentage of on-time cases. But that's not all. Here's the really exciting part. The nurses are so accustomed to putting the delay reasons at now because the clinical workflow suite gives us that opportunity if there's a delay, enter a delay code. So now we can actually look at those delay codes and say, okay, why did we have these delays? And so they'll say, which surgeons were late? Was there an anesthesia delay? Was there a medication delay, a pre-op delay, an equipment delay? So that's all specifically laid out for us and it doesn't just say how many surgeons were delayed it tells you which surgeons and it doesn't just tell you which surgeons it tells you how long they were delayed so we get a lot of information and I, I just have to explain that we didn't go right there immediately we wanted to make sure we fixed the in-house processes within the OR before we started looking at anesthesia or surgeons or anybody else. So let's fix our problems and then nobody can really point a finger at the OR because right, right. they're going to be working better. So that's what they did. When we finally felt like everything was working like just spinning really well, 
that's when we started actually talking to the surgeons. Okay, now, now it's your turn. We want you to push the S in pre-op. We want you to push the S in the OR suite so we know you've arrived. More and more surgeons are doing that because they get a report card at the end of every month that shows how compliant they were with hitting the S. They also get a report card that says, here's how many first cases you had and here's your percent delays. It gives them a lot of information and our surgical governance committee really wants to post all the names, but right now we're still doing it individually and we do it in an, in an envelope so that only that surgeon knows where they are. But it's, it's, really, it's really great because the surgeons are on board with it. Those surgeons who are always on time, they are so happy that the surgeons who aren't always on time are finally, there's data to prove that they're late and how often they're late. So for an example, we started out at 39% patients on time before we had the clinical workflow suite. Imagine, 39% of our patients on time that can only mean you have a lot of unhappy surgery patients sitting sure. there oh, knowing sure. that I was supposed to go in at 8 or 7.30 and I'm still sitting here. Now we're up to 61% of our patients on time. It's still not where we want to be, but we implemented it in October, but it, we didn't really get fully engaged until December and then everybody was fully trained by April, so we're talking April to September of 2017. That's a short amount of time to go from 38, 39% to 61%. A big improvement in a very short amount of time. Yes. Absolutely. Huge. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast. We'll continue our conversation with Charlotte D'Amato on our next episode. Thank you for listening.